Hello, my name is Ben Jenkins and welcome back to another episode of the Newgate Radio Podcast. One of the things that I love about the most of my job as being a nurse is to be a buddy and a mentor to student nurses coming through the department. It's, uh, I, I've, I guess it's because I'm only <laughs> a year and a half into the job. Um, I know what it's like to, to be a student and especially when you're coming through either the intensive care unit or the emergency department, I know it's, uh, number one, it's an exciting period of time for a student nurse. You're entering into a pretty dynamic, fast-paced environment, which is the emergency department, and entering into a pretty mentally stimulating environment that is the intensive care unit. Uh, and you're seeing concepts that you just don't see every day within both of these environments. So it can be extremely exciting for student nurses. But at the same time, you, when you're doing shifts um, day after day for, for at times, you know, four-week placements, it, it can be pretty challenging as well. So. And so I guess I've been there, uh, I guess you've been listening to this too, you've probably been there too, uh, so you understand that the challenges that these student nurses can face. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking to you about my first experiences of working with students. Um, it's something I didn't mention last year uh, when I was working in intensive care. So I'm going to give a quick little recap about how I first found it uh, and compare that to now being <laughs> most of the way through my, my second year as a nurse. Um, and some of the things that I do with student nurses when I see that I have a buddy for the day. So how I first, even first greasing the student and getting an understanding of what they want to be working on for the day. Um, and just talking about some things that I see from a buddy's perspective. So as your nurse, if you were to be my student, now some of the things that I look for in a student nurse. Um, some of the things that I've seen that some students do absolutely fantastic and it really motivates me to want to give you as much information as possible uh, to then also some students who may not be giving off those same sort of vibes and some of the things that I'd be saying to them throughout the shift too. So anyway guys, here's another episode coming your way. So I'm going to start off by talking about my very first experience with having a student. As you guys know, starting in ICU was certainly not easy. It was, uh, it was a time where the, the rate of learning was just immense. Um, and so with that, the education staff purposefully didn't give you students until fairly much towards the end of your graduate year. Uh, and so at that time, I was preparing for my final CPAT, I was doing my phase books, my assignments, and so everything in my life at that point was pretty much making these episodes for you and to be uh, preparing and just doing as much as possible to keep improving. Um, and so that's when I remember walking up, signing my name in uh, on, the, on the sign-in list and I had a, a name next to my name and I thought, what is this? This is, ex- this is exciting. And so it was my very first ever student and I'll always remember that feeling. I was just so, so excited for the day. Yeah. Uh, during my time at uni, I used to mentor uh, and to be a like a peer teacher within first year and clinic, second year clinical labs for both paramedics and nursing. Uh, I used to mentor high school kids, uh, and at one point I was a um, full time tennis coach. So I felt like all of these life experiences and everything was leading to to finally having my very first student. I was just so excited to to give them as many learning opportunities as possible. And so looking back on it now. I don't think that I stopped talking once for pretty much an eight-hour period. I just went full verbal diarrhea mode. Um, and that was with pure intentions. That was me trying to give this student who's walking into an intensive care unit for the very first time, just trying, and they're in their final year of uni, 
here I am just trying to pass on as many experiences that I've had and any little learning opportunities as possible so they can make the absolute most of that experience on their student placement. Um, and so even though I was with full good intentions, I feel like I may have pushed this student that little bit too far for the day. I probably just uh, delivered too much information in one rapid eight-hour dose. So <laughs> uh, that's where I started to learn. Maybe I might need to dial it back a little bit with how much I'm trying to say. I can see this student, we, we developed a good rapport from the, from the start. I started off strong by you know, asking what uni they've come from, how they like to learn, really trying to use everything of those previous experiences I've talked to you about to try to make this uh, an excellent day for that student. And uh, maybe they went back at the end of the day and thought that it was a really cool day. Uh, I'd like to think so. Um, but also, I've probably just uh, pushed it a little bit hard. I know what it's like to be a student nurse. You've, you've got four or six week blocks of, of time where sometimes you're trying to work on the side as well, as well as doing your placement. You've got assignments you're probably doing as well. Um, you're coming into a foreign environment. You're trying to really look engaged and make the most of this opportunity. And then here I was probably just a uh, million miles an hour delivering all this information up front. It's uh, probably a bit too hard, but... Uh, that's something I'd really tried to keep working on for, for the rest of that time in ICU. I don't think I had many, many students really looking back on it now that I had in ICU. But now fast forward to where I am now uh, and getting three quarters of the way through my, my uh, year here in emergency. I've had quite a few play, uh, student nurses this year, not quite a few. Uh, so it's given me a really good opportunity to keep developing my own teaching abilities and to be um, working with student nurses. And so something I've, um, this, the, I'll talk to you now about how I sort of start the day with, with student nurses as well. So starting up and sort of stating up front, I love having student nurses. Um, I really do see having a student nurse as being an asset for the day. Um, number one, because you know, I love teaching <laughs> and uh, I think I, I enjoy teaching. So it makes for a fun day for me, but it's, uh, it's an opportunity to have an extra pair of eyes and to have a buddy that I'm working with for the day. And I'll, I'll get onto what I mean by that in a sec. Um, so I start off the shift um, with, this, with my buddy um, by confidently going up to the student and to introduce myself to them. Um, at this time, most likely, we'll be walking up to, to where we're gonna be receiving handover from. And um, so I'll sort of pause all of the stuff about getting to know you for, for one second because uh, number one priority right now is to receive handover. So the, the nurse who's just gone through their eight or 12 hour shift can, can now go home and have a good rest. Um, and so as we're about to finish that handover, one thing, and I'll ask my questions throughout and to clarify on some topics about why the patient's here or whatever I need clarification on. But before we, we finish up with the handover, I'll always, always, always turn to my student nurse look them in the eyes and ask them in front of the other nurse, do you have any other questions? Is there anything that you would like to clarify? And there's a reason I always do this. And that's to show the nurse that I am, to ask the, so I can show the student nurse that I'm genuinely interested in what you have to say. Um, and this is, a, this is a great opportunity to ask questions. Some, like sometimes student nurses don't get asked what their opinion is or, or what they feel or if they did have any questions. So this is the opportunity to show my student nurse that I'm here for them. Uh, and if they, they do want to clarify anything, now's your time. 
So the, the other nurse will go off and now's my opportunity to introduce myself properly to, to my student nurse. So this is the opportunity that I go through all the normal stuff with them. What uni are they from? What year are they in? How far along are you within this, within this placement? Um, and the reason I ask that is because there's, there's expectations. And I'll, I'll speak specifically to the emergency department at this stage. Um, there are particular uh, expectations of where you should be at at certain time periods um, during your time and your placement within the emergency department. Within the first week, it's pretty much just, it's like when I'm starting in a new unit for the first week, you know what I mean? So it's, uh, it's so many things you're trying to take on at once. And you don't want to overload. From me being a buddy, like I don't want to overload you with too much information within your first week. Um, and same thing goes with, with the student and their expectations. Their expectations in the first week is to get a, an understanding of how things are sort of working. But when we start getting towards the end of your second, third and fourth week, that's when we start having a little bit more expectations of, of how much you should be able to do and where you should be at so for example by the end of your fourth week you really should starting to be looking at taking i air quote a little bit but a full patient load by having the three patients in the acute bed spaces and i air quote it because you're never really going to be super independent as a student nurse uh, within the emergency department there are things that your buddy just needs to do um, and so that's going to be, I'm, I'm the one that needs to be ordering the ECG on the computer system. I'm the one that needs to be putting in the cannula and taking the bloods. I'm the one that needs to be giving intravenous medications. Like they're just the stock standard, the registered nurse needs to do these things. But with everything else, that's where as, as the student nurse, you can be, um, you know, getting the patient um, dressed into the gown, getting the property form signed putting the blood pressure cuffs on and doing a formal assessment, looking ahead and thinking of what, what could be coming next and really delivering information to me as your buddy about why you're doing things. It's one thing just to be going through the motions and being task oriented and doing stuff, but there's another thing to be understanding the reason why. And that's something I really try to stress to my student nurses. It's about understanding what you're doing and not just doing stuff. Um, and for me as a student nurse, uh, sorry, as a nurse, I like to be really encouraging the student during this time to be getting as hands-on as possible. This is an opportunity to be marrying the theory you're learning at uni to the practice of actually seeing a patient in front of you. Getting in and, and touching what a rigid tummy feels like. Getting in and oscillating breath sounds. Feeling what happens when your blood pressure goes a bit too low and you start to lose that radial pulse. You're not going to know what it feels like to, to lose a radial pulse uh, for it to get a bit too thready um, before, unless you really understand what it's like to have a normal feeling radial pulse. So they're the little tiny things that I could go on for, for a long, long time about, you know, the things that you, you could be feeling normal versus abnormal, that sort of stuff. But that's just a little thing. Um, so I'll get, I'll get, I've got a bit sidetracked there. I'll keep going. Um, so I'm asking, so as I'm getting to know them that little bit more, Asking a, a big question I like to ask to every student nurse is, how do you like to learn? So ultimately I'm here to be a facilitator and to be a teacher and everything for the day, but to, in order to help me to teach you, I need to know how you learn. So are you someone that likes to pretty much watch what I'm doing and really see how I'm doing it for, for a little while? And then you come in and start replicating it and start doing it yourself? Or are you someone that wants to, to go in? Some students like to just come in and just show me how much you know so far. 
and that's okay. Like you get in there and you can confidently put the blood pressure cuff on and you can, you can come in and start doing your assessment. And then I'll interject um, during some times and just provide some top-up information or maybe offering suggestions on some ways that you may be able to do it a bit more efficiently or something like that. So everyone learns differently. And I think this is an opportunity right up front off the bat to, to, to sort of tell me how, how you like to learn. That way I can help you. Um, I like to up, ask up front, is there any assessments that you need to be um, completing during your time here at emergency? Uh, is there anything that you need to get formally signed off? Um, yes or no? Uh, but also I like to ask, is there anything that you would like to learn? Is there any takeaways that you would like to see during your time in emergency? Um, and so if I have a particular patient, or sorry, I should say we, if we have a particular patient that we have, Great, that's awesome. If the patient has it, I'll talk through, go through it as much detail as you like. And if I don't know the answer, I'll always go to someone that does. Um, but it also gives me an opportunity. So I'll, I'll definitely be your mate for the day. I'm going to go off and ask my other nurses on the shift and I'm going to see if they have it. And so I'll go off for my morning tea or lunch break, or whenever it is, and I'll ask people in the, the lunchroom, hey guys, I have a student today. He or she is, is really excited and they would like to see someone that's, jeez, oh would like a, a, an indwelling catheter, for example. They've never put one in before. They've never seen one put in before. So if anyone has a patient that needs an IDC for the day, can you come let me know and I'll get them a student to come follow you guys for a little bit. And so that most of the time, the students, the, the nurses on will be like, yeah, sure, no worries at all. Now they, they will come back up and they will come and get me to, to come and get you, um, all the student nurse. Um, and so unless you tell me right up front, I'm not going to know. And uh, you may miss out on an opportunity that you would really love to see. Um, and another thing I do straight away is to sort of, sort of really reinforce the point that whilst I'm trying to give you as much freedom and everything as possible, it's really important that you always keep at the forefront of your mind patient safety. Patient safety is everything during your time as a student nurse. Um, and so some of the things that I do to really reinforce this, so for example, when I'm going through my safety checks, which I've talked about probably quite a few times on this podcast now, so one of them is going through my alarm parameters. And so this is sort of just one example of how I sort of set up to, to talk about the fact of, of patient safety. Um, we'll go through the, the alarm parameters together. And so we'll go through, think of, okay, this is this patient, they've come in for this reason. Uh, this is their previous medical history. So therefore, the reason I'm setting my alarm parameters, so I'll go through each individual one, heart rate, I'll sort of ask, what is the normal heart rate parameters? I'll go 60 to 100. Awesome, that's fantastic. There's also another button in here. Because we've got the, the limb leads on and we're looking at their ECG, you can also look on here to do with the different arrhythmias. So this patient does not have any cardiac history. They don't have any, having electrical signals going a bit different is not normal. So therefore, I want to make sure that if one of the if, if the patient does go into atrial fibrillation or the patient goes into SVT or rah rah rah, um, then I would like the the alarms to alarm at me to tell me that that's happening. And so I'll go through and the oxygen saturations. Do you know what they are? Yeah, awesome, cool. What's normal oxygen saturations? Great. Okay, I'll set it towards here and here, and I go through all of them. And that's when I'm really sort of saying that the reason I set the alarm parameters so, so that when it, the alarm does go off, it's trying to tell me something. And so you'll see me coming in at times and maybe silencing them at times, but that's because I've, I've looked at it and I've understood what's going on um, and I've made a, made a decision to silence it. 
But if you do see me out of the room and you do hear an alarm going off, I'll just get you not to silence anything. And if I haven't been back in a little while, to come and get me because the alarm's trying to tell me something. And by saying it that way, you'll see 99.9% of the time the students will look at me and, be, and have an understanding that, okay, I get that. We've gone through it and I've understood the reason why the alarm is, is going off and what it's trying to tell. You may, the student may not always understand what it's trying to tell them, but I've really reinforced the fact that the alarm, like I've, I've sort of stressed the fact that the, the alarm is trying to tell me something. I understood what it's meaning. Therefore, don't silence the alarm by yourself. Go get, this, go get my buddy Ben so that he can sort of make a decision on it. And that's just one thing. So therefore, then you'll look at other things like maybe the uh, IV pump is starting to alarm. And it's the same premise for everything. So if you're ever unsure and something is beeping, to come and get me as, as, the, as the buddy nurse um, who, who can then do something about that. Because um, I've had some experiences in the past, unfortunately, where some students have silenced some alarms, um, have have touched it, have um, one instance where they've, the buddy's gone in, my student nurse, I should say, has gone in, done some OBS, um, hasn't told me that the blood pressure um, was was very quite high, um, has sort of documented it to say that's that's what it was. I've gone back in a little bit later and I've gone, oh, geez, okay, well, I've seen that the student nurse documented to say their blood pressure was quite, quite high, um, the, like out of the mandatory notification type range. Uh, I've gone straight back in straight away. I've, I've done it and it was just the, the, the patient was bending their arm and it wasn't an accurate blood pressure at all. But it's the fact that the, the student hasn't really clicked on to be like, you know what, that's outside of normal. Maybe I should go and tell my buddy. And that's when it can get a bit unsafe. Um, it's to patient safety. So... It's uh, always stressed right up front to my student to be like, okay, well, if you see anything that is abnormal, done. That's why I'm always there. That's, I think that's why I'm always around my students to be making sure that you know, I'm really trying to take care of the, the patient as absolutely safely as possible. And I think that's something I could be working on as a, as a buddy as well. I, um, I do hover quite a bit. Um, some, some students may see that as a, as a negative, I guess, but for me, I know inwardly in myself that um, number one, I'm there to help the, the student, so I'd like to, to try to teach them as much as possible and to, to still allow them freedom to do stuff and I can recorrect them at the time or give them information. Um, but out of, out of everything, number one for, for me is, is the, the safety of that patient. Um, and watching the student, uh, whilst I do have confidence in what they're doing and the more time that I spend with you and I start seeing that you're really good, I may give you that little bit more leeway, but still, uh, I'll still always be, be watching, as, as, as creepy that as it may sound. Um, yeah, anyway, I hope you've um, found this a little bit insightful into what I'm doing. So throughout my shift as well, something I love to do for, for my students, I remember clear as day. Um, that I'd be watching my, my buddy, so I'd be watching my nurse that I'd be put with as a student nurse. Um, and they're doing stuff and, they're, and they're, they're doing 17 different things at once and they seemed almost superhuman with how much they're doing. But uh, I, I wasn't always sure of, of what they were doing. Um, so I could see them clicking off things on the computer and they're looking at different things and making decisions, but it wasn't always clear what was going on. So what I have adopted as, as the registered nurse to the student nurse um, is, yes, I do go full diarr verbal diarrhea mode, um, but as I'm on the computer, I'm looking and I'm sort of saying out loud what I'm looking at. So for example, I've just logged onto the computer, I've opened up the patient chart, 
Um, I'm opening up, so this is what I'll be saying to the, to the student nurse. Okay, I'm looking at specimen collection. I'm just wanting to make sure the doctor hasn't ordered any bloods or any tests that they want to be done. Next thing, I'm looking down for the, to the, the drug list. Is there anything that the doctors have, have um, ordered? Is there any new orders that they've put in there? Have I missed anything? What sort of PRNs have they got up there? Okay, cool. The patient said they haven't had any, any pain for a little while and the, the patient could be due very soon for the next Panadol, so I'll keep that in mind. Next thing, when was the last OBS done? So I looked on the observations. Oh, excellent, okay, done. We've done that not too long ago now. Don't do them for a little bit longer. So just little things like that to be like, okay, even though I could just look at it, click through some buttons and start talking to the student about some other stuff coming up, it's more about you're, you're getting into my mind and what I'm looking at and the reason why I'm looking at it. And that's, that's something that I like to do for my students as well. Another thing is uh, if I do get a bit of downtime uh, is to, to, if I notice that three of my patients are, are all due for the ward and my buddy next door is doing okay, um, and if there's a little bit of time at our disposal, I'll just hand it over to the student nurse. I'll say, hey, look, is there anything that you'd like to really work on? Just get one, if, if you have one thing in mind, uh, have a think about that, uh, and we'll spend the next little bit of time together going over it. So there's been often an occasion where the student nurse will be wanting to go through, for example, ECGs. And you know how much I love ECGs. Um, so I'll spend that time just exclusively with that student. We'll sit down at the nurse's station and we'll just systematically go through ECGs. I'll start with how much the student knows. And so I'll get them to sort of talk me through how much they know. And that's when I'll start going into a little bit more detail and start talking about it. But that's just one example. Um, if I do have some time, I'll, I'll definitely try to, to give it to you as much as possible. And that gets on to the next spot. That's probably where I'll finish up this episode too, is as a, as a nurse within the emergency department, uh, it can get quite busy. Uh, and as much as I'd love to just educate all day long, um, there are times where things can get a little bit, a little bit too busy. Um, for nurses working in emergency, you'd understand what I mean by that. Um, and as I've probably mentioned on this podcast a few times, you understand what I mean. Uh, you're often, you just run off your feet, you and your buddy um, are very flat out. Uh, and there are times where my student will be trying to ask some things um, and really go through some education-y type stuff, but there are times where it's, it's a bit too, too busy to be really talking through everything I'm trying to do. Sometimes I just need to get in and just get stuff done. Um, and that's what I try to say to the student too. Like instead of just doing it and looking as if I'm not interested in you, I'll say up front is that at the moment it's a little bit busy. Like I won't be able to talk through things as much as I have been. I'm just going to get in and start getting some things done. So please don't think I'm being rude. Um, would you mind? And I'll just start going task orientation then. Can you just go in and get some obs for this person done? When you finish that one, go to the next one and come back and report. Just being that really closed loop communication, being like bang, bang, bang. Can you get this for me? Yep, yep. Okay, cool. If you have any questions, come and get me. Um, and, that's, and that's something there too. So, just one more thing before I wrap up the episode. This was something that I've put in just uh, as I was about to publish it. I'm like, you know what? I've got this one last thing to say. I've, um, one thing I always try to keep at the back of my mind is that my student nurse's ultimate goal at the end of the, at the, end of the day is to pass their student placement. Um, they're going to get assessed at the end of their fourth week on their ability to try to manage and to try to look after a full patient load of those three, of those three patients. Um, so... If I were to keep giving my student, hey, look, I'm a little bit behind at the moment. Can you just keep going and get um, some more OBS? 
Uh, can you take my patient to the bathroom and to get them cleaned up? And all these sort of little odd jobs. Whilst it can improve my time management and to try to keep pushing ahead for the shift. And, and yes, as I've just mentioned, that, that has to be the case at times. Um, but if there is time, I would, uh, I would much prefer to be that little bit further behind in, in how smooth it's running, but to give you the most opportunities to keep learning than for me to be fully up to date, all's good, paperwork's all sorted, but have you be the one that has to, to keep giving off and doing all these little tiny things that just take that little bit of extra time. So I've, um, that's, that's my mentality coming into it. That's what I like to keep at the back of my mind is that um, I'm trying to get you to keep learning uh, I'd much prefer to, to do little things like if, if I do need OBS to be done, let me go over to the, the bedside computer uh, while you're doing the OBS and doing your assessment. I'm listening to you as I'm trying to type as well. Just little tiny things like that uh, is something I like to keep at the back of my mind because you're not going to keep progressing if I keep giving those little tasks. Ultimately, I'd like to think that I am empowering my students um, to be uh, making the absolute most of their time within their student placement. I uh, try to get my students to be thinking about if they had this same question next year as a graduate nurse, how would they be finding that answer out for themselves? Getting the student onto you know, the injectables handbook or to be, um, who would you be asking? So thinking about your access nurses or your buddy next door. And uh, I try to get my, my student nurse on the phone and contacting other, other nurses. And I do it in a nice, small, incremental way. So. For example, if I'm working up in the intensive care unit um, and we've got our access nurse that comes around and their, their responsibility is to come and look after the, the, the number of bed spaces that they have, um, is once, once this student nurse will see that access nurse two, three, four, five times coming around to the bed space, it's at that time that I'll, I'll get them to, to hop on the phone. And I'll say to them, like, it's this particular nurse. They've been here a few times today. They know that you're here with me. Um, this is what I would like for you to say on the phone and to ask for. And just getting the student comfortable with, with hopping on the phone to be asking another nurse a question or to be asking some help on something because that's what you would be doing as a, as a registered nurse and as a, as a graduate nurse that very next year. So that's where I'd like to think I'm, I'm empowering with that little bit of um, extra knowledge and extra experience. But if the student comes away at the end of the day learning something new and just having a positive experience, then I think I've... Um, I think I've, I've, I've done a good job that day, I guess. But, um, and for me, like, I, I just get a kick out of every time that I get to, to, get to, to be a teacher and to, to go through and be a, buddy, a mentor to this buddy. But anyway, guys, I hope you've uh, enjoyed this episode and had a bit of an insight into how I'm thinking and how I'm going with working with student nurses. Um, if you have any questions at all, please don't hesitate to hop onto the, the Facebook page, New Grad Radio. Uh, always like receiving your your questions and your feedback and you know i always try to get back to you as quick as possible anyway guys i hope you have an awesome awesome day and i'll talk to you next time